back to the five spot. I'm your host, Donovan McNabb, joined with Armando Segura. We have a lot to get into. Let's start it right now. The Cleveland Browns have received some uh, terrible news in, in a sense of losing your quarterback. Deshaun Watson has to go under the knife for uh, his shoulder injury as well as an ankle, an ankle that he suffered uh, in the Baltimore game. But he continued to battle through to help them win that game, to come back from a 14-point deficit to win. Uh, and to boost their record now, uh, pretty much ahead of Cincinnati and competing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be an exciting game coming up this weekend. But more importantly, let's go into the Deshaun Watson situation. Everyone wants to dive into his contract. I will not at this particular point. I'll talk more of what I've seen recently from him uh, to help this football team, which we know is one of the top defenses uh, in the league and probably have one of the defensive players of the year in Miles Garrett. But more importantly, this football team rallies behind him in his leadership. Uh, but now they have to go to a rookie quarterback. Uh, and Kevin Stefanski's really have to dip, dig into his bag to help this football team to be more explosive on offense, uh, to continue to score points, to have his defense out there peeling their ears back to get to the opposing quarterback. But Armando, when you look at where where Cleveland was at this particular point. What does this do to this football team? Do you think it may be a stalemate, or will they continue to climb and rally behind their young quarterback? Yeah, man, uh, I'm listening to your intro, and I'm thinking, I got to play bad cop now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be the bad guy because you're being the good guy. You're being good cop. And I don't like being bad cop. I don't like being top at all, to be honest with you. But there it is. I'm yep. bad cop. So, yeah, the Cleveland Browns season is over. It's oh. done. Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, let's see. They, they, they're they starting the rookie this week, right. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, and... The hope there is the last time that he he played, he he started a game. It didn't go well, but he learned he learned that he was starting at the last moment. So this week at least he's getting the full week of practice. Right. Yeah, okay, dude, you're a rookie and no. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, you it, it ain't it. Um and you're not handing to Nick Chubb, by the way. You're not handing off to Nick Chubb. Um Look, they portrayed it as this is a great opportunity. Yes. Andrew Barry was talking to the media yesterday, and it's like, we have stomachs of steel and skin of Teflon. And that's not the exact quote, but it was close. Oh. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you have stomachs of steel and skin of Teflon, but you don't have a starting quarterback. So I'm sorry. Your season is over. Um and you didn't want to dive into the contract. That thing is terrible. <laughs> Ter terrible, <laughs> terrible for everybody else, but not terrible for Deshaun Watson. No, it's great for Deshaun Watson. God bless him for that. Uh, I got no problems with Deshaun Watson getting his. Right. But in his him getting his, everybody else is getting theirs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so I, I get it. I get right. it. Uh, everybody's going to be hopeful. No. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, 
Tell me how that season can be salvaged without Deshaun Watson. Please give me the scenario. Well, let, let's just say, okay, we'll get into it a little, little later, but let's say the Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens, which the Baltimore Ravens at this particular point, uh, I believe are seven and three. Um, and so the way they've been playing uh, will be expected to, for them to beat Cincinnati, but Cincinnati uh, I think is, a little upset about what happened toward the end against the Houston Texans. So I think they'll be rallying for this particular game. Let's say uh, they end up beating the Baltimore Ravens. Then the Cleveland Browns end up beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're talking now as the season goes on, Baltimore, Cleveland uh, at the top. Now, all you have to do is just get into the playoffs. And with the experience that, that he will be able to receive being a rookie quarterback, and remember, they have a backup quarterback that started a game, so he has experience as well. Uh, so I just think for this Cleveland Browns football team, one, they got a strong defense. Uh, two, special teams, they're pretty decent as well. Offensively, I look at Kareem Hunt and Ford of being able to run the football. They have Njaku, who uh, I think is one of the best, one of the better tight ends in in the NFL. Amari Cooper, their leading receiver. Uh, is is playing very well at a high level. So I just think they have the the pieces that you need to continue this thing on. And you'll just have a quarterback with the mentality of just don't lose the game. And so I think they can do that to continue to just carry the torch all the way through to make this race real tight toward the end with the Baltimore Ravens possibly uh, to possibly win the division. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that good try. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna play the bad cop. You're gonna yeah. play the bad cop. I'm sorry. Right now I've I've got the Cleveland Browns handcuffed and I'm pounding at their there is they've assumed the position and I'm pounding at their ribs. I'm sorry. No. So who um, do you who do you expect to win this division? Because Pittsburgh has a winning record as well. Yeah. So my my thought is perhaps as I was listening to your breakdown, my thought is, uh, you know, you're talking about how they need to do it with the other pieces. And that's what right. they're talking about. Right. But the one piece that you can't talk about is the quarterback, which is the most important piece. So what I think is a team in that division with a quarterback that that is more than functional uh, is going to win the division. I don't know if it's going I, – I assume it's going to be the Ravens. Uh, it might be Cincinnati. Pittsburgh finds a you way put, to win. You put Kenny Pickett in that category that you just mentioned? No, the no. I was been just, playing? No, no. I was just going to say Pittsburgh finds a way to win uh, and, and Pickett, while not great, he's better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker. So that's, I, I mean, how do you win a division with the worst quarterback situation in the division? You, that, that doesn't compute for me. Uh, and look, right now, right now, today, do you think the New York Jets are going to win the AFC East? No. Okay. The Cleveland Browns are the New York Jets. Oh, wow. They have a great defense like the New York Jets. 
Uh, they're talking about we're going to get it good. We're, we're going to win with other pieces. But their quarterback situation is bad. And I and would their say offensive you, line, the Jets' offensive line is not good. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good point. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, the Jets at least have a hope that in come late December or mid-December that they're going to have a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers maybe oh. looking around. Oh. All I'm saying is that the Browns are the Jets, and we don't expect the Jets to win the division. How can we expect the Browns to win the division? Well, I will say the difference between the two, even if they don't win the division, I still think they get into the playoffs. I don't think the Jets get into the playoffs. Uh, they're not good. Like, I, I look at their defense. Yes, their defense is solid. Special teams, I like what they're trying to do in New York. But let's just let's just put it out there. The Jets offensively, you can't, you can't score seven to ten points and think you're going to get in. That's just not going to happen. And so I think the Cleveland Browns at least will average in this situation. They'll average around 17, 17 to 21 points, I believe. Uh, and that helps you because with this defense, they can create turnovers, as we've seen. And they can get off on third down. Now, the difference between the two, I think, will be the the other players uh, being able to step up. And I think Dorian Dorian will be able to do a good job. I, I think he's much better than we're giving him credit for um, because he has he is athletic. He utilizes his legs, um, and I think they'll use that as a strength of getting him outside the pocket, giving him some easier throws to get him get him in rhythm, hit some screen passes. I think the running the football will be effective for Stefanski because he understands he doesn't want to put that much pressure on him. So as far as who will be able to win a division between the two teams, I would I would pick the Cleveland Browns to have a better chance than the New York Jets. Okay. Let, let me ask you this. So right now we're seeing an NFL season where Deshaun Watson has gone down to an injury for the season. Aaron Rodgers went down to an injury for the season, uh, although now he's he's saying uh, not, I'm coming no, back. Let's not get into it. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Richardson went down uh, for the season. Kirk Cousins went down for the season. Daniel Jones went down for the season. You know the NFL hates this because the NFL loves to have stars because stars uh, grab attention and yeah. attention brings money. And so the NFL likes money. Um, so my, I'm wondering if we're about to see as a reaction to this year and what has happened to quarterbacks, more protection for quarterbacks. You know how, you, you know, Donovan, how everybody says, oh, we're treating the quarterbacks like, you know, like ballerinas. They, you can't hit them high. You can't hit them low. You can't, you know, be. you have to defy the laws of physics when you sack them because you can't fall on them. Um, dude, they're they're going down right. like like toy soldiers. Do you think that the NFL goes, we can't have that? Let's change more rules. No, I, I go back to the beginning of your, your comment there. Yes, the NFL needs. They need stars, but there are so many stars in the, in the NFL besides the ones you mentioned. Um, now, it's it's unfortunate that the quarterbacks that went down, We've, I mean, what do we have? Two Achilles, 
a shoulder, uh, a shoulder and an ankle, um, you know, and, and a knee. It's things that happen in the NFL. I suffered an ACL injury. Uh, it took me out. I, I suffered a broken ankle that took me out for the season. These are things that happen. Now, as far as where the league is at this particular point, it's somewhat so much parity in the league that it's not so much you lose an Aaron Rodgers and you can't regroup. And Aaron does a good job anyway right now of controlling the negative narrative of making sure they still talk about it. I'm going to go out and warm-ups, take three-step drops. I'm going to throw right next to Zach, you know, show I still got it. If I was out there, then I get on a Pat McAfee show, and I'm like, yeah, you know, in a couple weeks, I think I may be back, maybe like 8, 10. I don't know. My question is like, didn't J.K. Dobbins do the same thing who's rehabbing with you and had the same surgery? How come we don't see him like running cone drills or do whatever? Like what happened that to make you feel like you will be back at this point? But I will say this at the quarterback position. I don't think the NFL will change the rules anymore to protect the quarterback. And because it's not like he, any of them were hit low where that rule is kind of questionable where it's like, eh, was it? No, maybe it was. Let's change the rule all around. No. Uh, Daniel Jones was a non-contact injury. So was so was Aaron Rodgers. So was Kirk Cousins. Um, Anthony Richardson was going down. Plus, he's a rookie. No rules are being changed for, for any rookies. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Uh, but I just think for where we are in the league, I don't think anything changes. But they have talked about a few other rules that may be changed. But in that regard... They've already protected the quarterback enough, Armando. I don't think they need to put him in bubble wrap every game just to to help him out. The the Cleveland Browns, if they want to get out of uh, Deshaun Watson's contract, it would, it would cost them $200 million next year. <laughs> They're not going to get out of his contract. They, okay. they like they, – this is the thing. They – they like what he brings to the team. The team rallies behind him. His leadership. Uh, now, everyone was expecting him to be the 2019-2020 uh, quarterback. Uh, and we all get old and our game changes a little bit. I think he just has to work on being healthier all throughout the year because he battled injury all year. And I think he needs to work just the consistency aspect of it. Uh, but if you look at this football team, they don't really have – almost kept casualties coming up. They don't have guys that, that they say, oh, are they going to pay them? What's the decision going to do? Do they have enough money? So that conversation hasn't creeped into the conversation yet. You know, that hasn't been part of the topic of, of the conversation yet. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is I, you, you talk about his leadership and this and that. Right. Okay. Uh, it's hard for me to accept he's look, he's the quarterback. He has to be right. the leader. Right. But it's hard for me to accept that a guy that has missed 22 out of 34 games and hasn't been all that awesome when he has in the 12 games he has played in two years. Um, it's hard for me to think, yeah, he's our guy. Absolutely. We'll follow him into the, you know, the jaws of of whatever. 
Deshaun Watson to me right now. Remember how we had that that talk about elite yeah. and how we're never going to be married to one set of guys being elite because the guys do this, right? And some guys drop out and some guys climb up. Right. Deshaun Watson has fallen out of the elite category. True. Uh, that he was in in twenty twenty, right? That was twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's better I, look, than Daniel Jones, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, if you started like, <laughs> honestly, and I don't say this to, to grease you up, if you started to like work out and you started to do stuff, you would be better than Daniel Jones. Okay. Right now, today. So New York uh, Giants fans, you, you heard Armando. He's the bad cop today. <laughs> He's the bad. Sign Donovan McNabb. <laughs> well, let's Armando, let's stay, let's stay in the quarterback situation right now, you know, and stay in the AFC. What's going on in New England? What does this mean for Mac Jones? Now, Mac Jones is in a situation where uh is he gonna start? Is he gonna stay benched? What's going on with Bill Belichick? What's the direction for New England? If they continue losing, they might have a top 10 pick or a top five pick. Uh, and so now, do you look quarterback? What, what direction do you go? But there's been rumors saying that Mac Jones has lost the locker room. And let me put my take on that. Being a quarterback that's been in a situation where a conversation outside and inside the locker room may transpire just because the media brings that attention toward it. So now it's a conversation amongst players and teammates. As quarterbacks, we block it out. We have more than enough things going on where we're not trying to let negativity creep into our heads. But I will say this in New England. They have not helped Mac Jones throughout his career. How does how do you have a quarterback in his rookie season plays much better than expected as a rookie, takes you to the playoffs, then the next couple of years you don't really have an offensive coordinator to work with him. Then you bring a former coach back to help him after Josh McDaniel leaves and Bill O'Brien is maybe have lost a little bit ever since he went under the Godfather and Nick Saban. Uh, when he came back, the team's not that good. Offensively, they, they don't really have true weapons. Uh, and then defensively, they're trying to go with the bend but don't break defense. And it's just not kind of helping them, create turnovers and get the ball back so much. So for Mac Jones in his, what is this now? Fifth year of his career. Uh, they have not helped him continue to develop and flourish at the quarterback position. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. So Mac Jones is a guy. I'm sorry. I know you hate that. Uh, I don't know what that means. Please explain to our, our viewers what a guy he, is. In the, in the universe of quarterbacks, he does not stand out in any sort of way. He is part of the crowd. He's one of the guys. He's a that's, pedestrian. That's, that, <laughs> You said that. Yes. I, I'm just I'm just breaking down your analysis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, so he is not in any sort of way um, eye-grabbing. 
right. he, he doesn't he doesn't do and you know how we talk about Heisman moments where in college a player does a play and that's it that's right. the play that's going to win him the Heisman uh, famously Desmond Howard with the kick return and then the the pose afterward and stuff like that Mac Jones had a lose the locker room lose the coaching staff moment the last game they played when Mike Yasicki is in the end zone wide open and for some reason Mac Jones goes all noodle arm on him and underthrows him by seven yards <laughs> and gets intercepted and the ball is turned over in the red zone and the New England Patriots go on to defeat. That moment is Mac Jones as the New England Patriots currently know him. And that's the moment that has lost him, uh, I think, his job in, in uh, New England. And there are, like you mentioned, stories of him, you know, losing the locker room. The thing is, they don't have anybody else that's right. going to be good. Remember, he got benched for Bailey Zappi uh, in that game after that throw, and Bailey Zappi threw an interception to end the game. And then people are talking in New England about Will Greer uh, possibly being the next guy up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, look, th their season is... Remember I was talking about how the Brown season is over? Their season is over too. It's done. They're they're put them in the pot because they're cooked. <laughs> it's over for them. The only thing interesting about the New England Patriots right now is where Bill Belichick will coach next because it probably almost 80% will not be in New England. Well, let's let's go into that. Um, do you think Bob Kraft, do, do you think he's willing, and I think he's he will, but do you think that he's willing to allow Bill, because of his name, because of uh, the things that he's accomplished there, will he give him one more year to be more of a deciding factor for his future, or do you think it's time to cut bait now? Because when you look at the New England Patriots, it's almost been the New England Patriot way, meaning somewhat stale, uh, nothing explosive, uh, nothing that you kind of look at and say, you know what, I need to watch the New England Patriots. They're so exciting. But they've been kind of business as usual. And that's kind of been their mentality for over the last 20 years. And I say that because it took them, man, I think, what, five, six years or so into into uh, Tom Brady's career to finally go get him a known receiver, um, somebody that can help. I mean, they traded for Wes Welker from Miami. Julian Edelman, they they draft, they picked up uh, through free agency, I think, uh, or you know, in throughout outside the draft, uh, who was a quarter former quarterback. They made him and developed him into that next Wes Welker. Then they bring in. Obviously, Randy Moss, who people thought was done at that particular time. And then the offense became explosive. Um, then Randy leaves. They go get Chad Johnson. And they just don't play Chad for some reason. And then they bring in other guys. It's just, it hasn't been one where you look at other teams and 
the quarterbacks have a true number one outside receiver uh, that they can now create that offense and build it around. It's always been the quarterback just, he's going to dink and dunk and dink and dunk and take his shots here and there, and their defense is just going to play within the 10s. But you get in that red zone area close to the goal line, they'll hold you to a field goal. I, do you think that now it's it for Bill? Do you cut bait and look for a new regime, or do you give him one more year? So let me let me. Why? Why would why would they give him one more year to continue to crash the franchise? But that's um, just Bill and that's Bill and 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 Kraft. That that they at least have that relationship where he can at least say. Okay, Bill, I'll give you one more year. Because I've seen a little bit in Philly where it was the decision what they were going to do with Andy, but Andy actually helped them bring in Chip Kelly. Now, that didn't work out fully, but he helped them bring in Chip Kelly before the exit. I think that relationship between the two will be somewhat similar where it's like, hey, I need you to at least get us back close on track and help us find someone that will step in uh, to be your predecessor. Yeah, that would require Kraft having confidence that Bill can do that. Right. And the problem with Bill Belichick is, I believe, probably with you, that Coach Bill Belichick could be a force for good in that regard. But I also believe that general manager Bill Belichick is a mess. And, and you mentioned all those things that he failed to do. He has been failing as a general manager for close to a decade. And one of the failures was letting Bill, I mean, letting Tom Brady go. He's the one that told Robert Kraft, hey, look, um, he's 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 declining. He's diminished. He's not the same as he was. And we don't want to overpay. And you so who, they re- who, who was he trying? Who was he trying to keep? Remember who he was trying to keep? I don't remember. Jimmy Garoppolo. That's true. <laughs> so, so general manager Bill Belichick is looking at Jimmy Garoppolo and looking at Tom Brady and deciding that one is better than the other and it's the wrong one. <laughs> and one of them goes and wins a Super Bowl and the other one goes and loses a Super Bowl. Not because of him, because he didn't get that team to the Super Bowl. He kind of went along for the ride. My point is general manager Bill Belichick has has problems. They Even this week, uh, Jack Jones, who nobody else wanted and the Patriots took in the fourth round, they cut him. Uh, the, the point is they, they make a lot of weird personnel decisions. And yeah, they hit on a few, but they miss on a lot. They, right. They, I saw it. They signed Devontae Parker to be their number one receiver. Devontae Parker is a guy that the, the Miami Dolphins uh, discarded so they could improve their receiver core. So w- really, Nelson Aguilar, uh, all those guys that have come and gone through that. Juju Schuster. Juju, yeah, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Uh, Juno Smith. John Smith, sorry. John Smith, yeah. Uh, I mean, Hunter Henry was one of their big signees in 2020. Hunter Henry? Yeah. What? I don't uh, – look, uh, I think what will happen in New England is at the, at the end of the year, those two will talk 
right. and figure out a way to make to let Belichick go somewhere else. Right. And it'll have to be a trade because the New England Patriots are not giving up Bill Belichick to for somebody nothing. else for free if they if they can avoid it. And it'll have to be a first round pick. And I'm thinking, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers make great, make a great, great fit for Belichick because uh, they have a stud quarterback that they're wasting and their defense has talent and it is terrible. They just gave up 533 yards, which is the second time this season they've given up over 500 yards on defense. And the other time they gave up 536 yards. So it's like, dude, and their coach is a defensive coach in Brandon Staley. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> Your favorite. Brandon Staley. He cut I, his I beard just, off. I, yeah, sorry. I, I Go with the beard, dude. Just no, no, no. You. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if New, Eng, uh, New England would trade, trade him to it, nor do I think Bill would want to go uh, to – California and be out there with the Chargers. I think Bill would probably uh, step away. Uh, and if he doesn't, then I think, you know, you look at organizations like, for instance, I brought up Andy, uh, Andy Reid and, and his decision when he decided to go to Kansas City. Kansas City was not the great attraction, um, but he's seen different pieces in Kansas City that he could utilize. And then he brought over uh, Alex Smith, which changed and formatted that organization and that offense, and they instantly became a playoff contender, and Alex's career was was elevated. Uh, and then he decided to draft Patrick Mahomes, which we all know what, what transpired from there. But let's stay uh, on the Kansas City side because there's a couple big games coming up um, throughout this weekend. Let's hit right now the, the Thursday night game, uh, obviously with – the Ravens and the Bengals. Just give me your your outlook on it, your pick, and then we'll dig into what's going on this weekend. Uh, that's going to be very exciting. Two two uh, AFC North teams with a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that some other AFC North team doesn't have. <laughs> Just <laughs> messed up, messed up. <laughs> So, so even with that, Armando, let, let's go. I mean, because when you look at right now, and I won't put Cincinnati on that upper end of it because no. they're still somewhat outside of 500. But let's let's look at you talk about the quarterbacks. You talk about Baltimore. You talk about, you know, obviously with Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett, and he hasn't played well at all when they're trying to fire their offensive coordinator in, in Canada. It's just he could just continue to win. Uh, by running the football, but then Joe Burrow at the end because, you know, Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback, but they're still winning. But in mm. this game, do you think the winner of this game wins the AFC North? I, I, I wouldn't be prepared to say that because those teams, they, they're they all good. Uh, even the Browns, because of their great defense. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say even without a quarterback. No, no. <laughs> Of the four, I think the Browns are number four, which is good if you're out of if your division has a hundred teams. But if you're four and your division has four teams, eh, not not a great day for you. Uh, all I'm saying is they 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 are so 
you know, kind of packed up that they beat each other up. And so right. to to say the winner of this game in week 11 is going to win the division, I, I don't think I would go out on that limb. Um, I just I just think that we're going to see a lot of ebbs and flows from those teams the rest of the season. Who has the best quarterback in the division? Ah, what a great question. Wow. Well, it's I think it's those two guys, um, <laughs> right? Lamar and Joe Burrow. I mean, but, but pick, who's, the, who's the best quarterback for their team in the division? It's one of those two guys. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I mean, <laughs> if, if I recall, if I recall, was it our last episode where you said MVP candidate uh, Lamar Jackson was yeah. number one on your list before the yeah. Cleveland game? You said Lamar yeah. was the MVP. So did yeah. did he did he fall or did Joe no. Burrow come up? Because Joe Burrow lost to Houston and C.J. Stroud. So is Lamar still number one in your your eyes? Yeah, Joe Burrow had two interceptions that were bad interceptions against. Uh, against the Houston Texans, but he also threw what should have been the game-winning touchdown pass that that boy dropped. <laughs> and so uh, it's not – and he had another throw to Jamar Chase that was just, wow, uh, elite. And so – So you're saying that Joe Burrow is the better quarterback? No, 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 no. Uh, didn't say that. Okay. Didn't say that. <laughs> I said – Nope. I said one of those two guys week to week go like that. And then, you know, kind of like they're both great. I I think you can win a Super Bowl with either one of those two guys. Agreed. And so, you know, why, you know, you're asking me to pick from Miss Universe and Miss whoever, whatever. Oh, (laughs) they're they're both great. Let's 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 pick them. So let's pick them. Um, so Eagles, Eagles, Chiefs. We'll go Eagles, Chiefs. Let's go Seahawks, Rams. Um, and then we'll we'll pick uh, Steelers, Browns. So I'm taking Philadelphia over Kansas City. Wow, shocking! <laughs> I just think they're the bet. They're the better offensive team right now. Okay. Now defensively, I'm. I'm impressed by the way Kansas City has been playing. I'm very impressed by the way they've been playing. A lot of man coverage. Steve Spignall has been dialing up different blitzes at the right time. And Jones has been playing outstanding at the D tackle. But the reason I say that is because offensively, what Philadelphia has and what they've been doing, uh, Kansas City hasn't because their wide receiver position is in kind of a question. Um, I take the Seahawks over the Rams. Um, I think Matthew Stafford may be back, but yep. this may be his first game, first game back. So I'm taking Seahawks over there. And then I'm taking the Cleveland Browns over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boom, okay. your turn. Your turn. Okay. G- g- give me the Steelers right now. Give me the Steelers right okay. now. For Kenny Pickett? Um, or, or do you think they neutralize that run and force Kenny Pickett to have to throw the ball? Yeah, no, I, I think that, look, th- that is likely to be a 12 to 9 game with everybody <laughs> scoring field goals, right? Uh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be, you know, people are going to come off that field 
uh, out of that stadium going, oh, my God, I got to take a shower from <laughs> watching this game. Um, but I, I, I still think the Steelers know how to win. Okay. And I don't underestimate Mike Tomlin being able to do that. And so I like that. And uh, you, you mentioned Kansas City. That is a game, the Super Bowl rematch, where it's a great offense against a great defense. But the shocker is that the great defense is on Kansas City right. and the great offense is on Philadelphia. And it's who also has a very good defense, by the way. And, and we're not talking about the Chiefs offense. Uh, like you mentioned, because they have the the outside, the playmakers outside just aren't right. aren't there yet. Right. And what about Seahawks Rams? I don't care about that game. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot to go into it because San Francisco, San Francisco now has has kind of maybe gotten off of of the losing streak. Uh, maybe yep. Yep. maybe yep. they start to climb because I think they play Seattle maybe next week or so. They play Seattle soon. Uh, so this game has a lot of implications for Seattle uh, to yep. possibly win that division. So that's why I think this, this is a very big game because the Rams still are spoilers. I mean, they haven't played well. Aaron Donald's still one of the best defensive tackles in the game. But Matthew Stafford coming back, could help them at least be a little bit more competitive of what we've seen. So that's why I kind of picked that game. But it's going to be quite interesting going forward with with that. So so do you think the Rams can beat Seattle? It's in it's in LA. Which means nothing, as you know. Because yeah, no, LA no home field like, advantage. Right. Neither one of those teams enjoys a home field advantage if the other team is is a legacy team and travels. Um I you 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 portrayed the Rams perfectly. They are a spoiler. They, at yeah. this rate, they're not a factor. Um, they're going to be home in late January. The Seahawks are probably going to be in the playoffs uh, as a wild card. Right. Um, and so you know, the, Pete Carroll is a top five coach, so sure. he yes. he yeah. gets the max out of that team. Um, and and. So guess what? I'm going with Seattle. Who's the better team? What? I'm not going to be bad cop this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us here at Defy Spot. We pulled a lot out of Armando, and we got more coming up next <laughs> week. So join us Tuesday as the bad cop in Armando will be back to give you much more of the weekend recapping everything that we've seen from the Monday night game uh, all the way through the games on Sunday and the Sunday night game. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in college and the direction that they're going in since people are moving off of next year. So come back and join us Tuesday here at the Five Spot.